Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Wrestle Buddies Game Spots Wrestling Podcast filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring, here to give you the wrestle scoops you deserve. We don't do scoops here. Who am I kidding? And with me, as always, the dynamite, fantastic Dark Order member, Chris Hayner. Chris, join the Dark Order. Chris? Hey, Chris. Ah, Chris isn't here. That's right. I forgot. Uh, Chris is in New York City seeing a movie that he will be reviewing at some point. That's about all the information I can tell you about his trip. So Chris will be doing all the fun things you do in New York City, you know, the the city that's always sleeping. He'll be getting himself a nice slice of a pizza, probably from his favorite Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, um, or Sbarro's. He will also, you know, be going to Brooklyn to see where uh, Miles Morales jumped off the building in the animated movie Into the Spider-Verse. I'm sure he'll also be trying numerous salsas in Times Square and yelling out New York City like the person he is and always has been. So you are stuck with me for the intro and outro of this episode. Not a big deal, guys, because I've got some real great stuff planned. But don't worry. Also, there is a real segment this week. We are talking to... None other than AEW's Ethan Page about toys, uh, collecting toys. Oh, yeah. Being a wrestler, his vlog, eating at Arby's, uh, Dan Housen. Why? I feel like we can't even do an episode anymore without Dan Housen somehow coming up. Uh, that's how much he has affected the wrestling world with his. God, his social media game is so good. Um Follow me on Twitter. I'm not interesting. I'm Matt Elfring. Uh, so, yeah, but we're talking to Ethan Page this week, uh, appearing on AEW programming. Uh, really cool guy. We're talking to him because he's a toy guy. I mean, like, I think what I like most about kind of the social media age that we live in with with wrestlers is that we get to see who these people truly are. And a lot of the time they're super dorks, which makes me happy as like a D&D dork, makes Chris happy as a collector dork. So having like someone that's into kind of trying to find toys and talk about toys and visiting like toy shops is really, really cool, especially in an era where there's no more uh, Toys R Us in the United States. R.I.P. Um, my son never gets my son got to go to a Toys R Us like three times before it closed down, but he was not even one. So he really didn't get to experience it. But at the same time, like I'm super glad Toys R Us doesn't exist because he's at that age where he's just like, I want what I want right now. Give it to me now or I'm going to cry. Uh, that is a 100% accurate impression of my son, um, who is obviously Disco Inferno Elfring. Um, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, we're talking to Ethan Page. 
talking about kind of the things that interest us. Um, and you know what? While you're at it, while you're at it, while you, I got you right here now, go on the Apple podcasts and uh, give us a rate and review. Uh, five stars or get off our backs. A phrase that still makes no sense, uh, but it's it came up organically. So we continue to use it no matter how dumb it is. Uh, yeah, go give us a review, rate us, um, subscribe, smash that subscribe and like button. I'm almost 40. I shouldn't be saying things like this, but oh, well. Anyway, like, subscribe, five stars or get off our backs. Now, let's let's talk to Ethan Page. Hey, friends, we got a very special guest for this week. Uh, he is a avid vlogger. Uh, Chris, don't jump in on that one. Uh, an avid toy Vlog. hunter. An avid wrestler at AEW. Ethan Page, how are you, sir? I'm great. I'm even better seeing you stretch before we did a podcast. <laughs> Look, man, it's a it's a it's a it's a heavy duty workout. These things don't pull back the curtain. Wait, I thought this was recorded for video. You're not. No, this is audio only. Little... This is audio okay. only. The people don't want to see all of this. Like after only one cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> oh, look! There's a bald guy asking questions to a wrestler. What a new concept. <laughs> only on the internet. Uh, Ethan, I'm gonna we are first and foremost journalists so i'm gonna hit you with a very hard-hitting journalistic question um in aew you and scorpio sky are a formidable tag team known as the men of the year correct we're almost at the end of the year yeah what happens next year and who are 2022's men of the year we're gonna have to vote again now who votes this is very i i i wasn't aware that this was a democratically decided situation yeah, me and me and Sky vote. I mean, that checks out. I vote for him. He votes for me. Done. It's a wrap. I like it. I like it. I I I feel I I definitely feel like you have a good shot at retaining the title for at least one more year. Yeah, I agree. Just don't yeah, so how do, who, who gets on this committee? How did you get on the <laughs> Men of the Year committee? I looked at Sky and I said, "Man, you are the Man of the Year." And he said, "Well, I was just about to say that to you." I was like, wait a second. Does that mean we're the men of the year? Yep. <laughs> print the t-shirts. I'll print the money. <laughs> wow, print breaking money. news, everybody. Wow. Stop the presses. I I was always under the impression that, that is that wrestling was very, very intricate. And like there was a committee of people working things out. I'm glad that you can just, you know what? This is it. This is how it is. Make us a shirt. I'm trying to simplify professional wrestling. I'm trying to bring it back to what I liked as a fan. I like that. Yeah, I like no that confusion. <laughs> no confusion. Also, don't care about anyone else's opinion. It's just ours. We're the men of the year. I Very meet cute moment in a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've had a you've had honestly a, a pretty fun year on AEW. Like looking back now that we're sort of heading into a whole new year like what what has been your highlight so far like what stands out oh man I, I don't even know where to begin it's been like a whirlwind like uh they threw me on the roller coaster and i was already going down that big hill at the start and then it just hasn't stopped i uh, like right off the hop we had everything with darby and sting um i would say the coffin match is probably like a career highlight for me not mm-hmm. just in the year but like in general um you got to wrestle sting on pay-per-view, uh, <laughs> on, on like the first real show since the pandemic, you know, started. 
opening things back up. We had that sold out crowd in Jacksonville and yeah, I, I was in a match where Sting ripped off his shirt and dove off a stack of poker chips. So I assume that clip will be played for the rest of history. And I'm hoping the clip of me throwing Darby over the guardrail into the crowd will also be played for the rest of my career because I still don't know how I pulled that one off, but here we are. Uh, and I would say the street fight, the Minnesota street fight, and just mm. everything le leading up to it, more so everything leading up to it, just mingling with like A-list fighters on national television. And like Andre Arlovsky is like me and my dad's favorite UFC fighter. Growing oh, that's up. awesome. So I'm backstage and Andre Arlovsky's asking me to take a picture with his son. And then as soon as it's done, I'm like, I'm like texting my dad, like, yo, dad, you'll never guess who just asked me to take a picture with his kid. I'm like, I'm like, can I get a picture with you, Andre? But I'm trying not to say it. Because, you know, you, we work with each other. We're coworkers. Right. So that, that's cool. Hitting Jericho with a hockey stick on pay-per-view. I feel like I'm a Canadian legend now forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just from one thing. Uh, yeah, it's been a wild year. <laughs> well, I like honestly, like when when it's all kind of thrown back to back, I haven't like you've gotten to do a lot of just like what feels like as someone who uh, like a wrestler now, but grew up a fan. That's like a, just a lot of dream material. And oh, you are yeah. officially the only person that Sting has dove on off of a pile of giant poker chips. So like that's ever. a record book situation ever. And I, yeah. I doubt it'll happen again. I doubt it too. But I'll also say this. On my first night, I took a short-arm clothesline from Jake the Snake. And my parents <laughs> my parents thought that was the coolest thing. And I'm like, how's that cool? I got knocked out of my boots by an old man on my debut. That's not cool. But it's Jake the Snake. Yeah, I know. That's if it would have ended in a DDT, now we're talking. No, I don't want any of that. I want to beat <laughs> these dudes up. <laughs> Breaking news, Ethan Page doesn't want to be beaten up in the ring? Yeah, no. Oh. That's, the, that's the headline. Uh, Ethan Page just wants to beat up old wrestlers. Yeah, print it. <laughs> it's, 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 much, much, it's much, much easier than taking on all the young bucks your age. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's why we attack Sting. <laughs> Did not work in our favor. Did, no. <laughs> but... It's okay. There's still time. He's not going anywhere. You could get your revenge. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting. Uh, so you, you're a very, I'd say, a positive influence in the social media space. You are a lot of fun to follow and watch. Uh, you recently posted a image of uh, MJF on a green screen and kind of just asked people to Photoshop it up. Um, aside from my very, very perfect in-sync, no-strings-attached photo, what was your favorite? You did that? That was, that was me. That was Matt, yeah. That was me. That was my favorite one. That was done 10 minutes after work. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Look at his arm. It's like this. Yeah. Okay. So the, the NSYNC one was great. There's one where it's the rock with the fanny pack. Yeah, I saw he, this and, one. And he's and, leaning on his shoulder. And Max's hand because of the ring is like, oh, right. So he has his hand on the rock's shoulder. So good. But then other people did ones where he's like a barista at Starbucks and he's passing someone their change or their coffee. <laughs> like there, it's so good. How stupid do you have to be, Max? Uh -huh. I love you. But how stupid do you have to be to post a green screen photo? You're, you're begging people to have fun. So I was like, well, before some random fan starts this thread, 
I might as well get the clout off it and do it myself. Sorry, MJF. <laughs> oh, and I have to say, going through the replies on that was just a, a joy because it's everybody has access to a Photoshop-like tool now. Yeah, it's, it's like in your way it's on too easy. Phone. Yeah, it's, it's on your phone. Way too easy. So That's much Danhausen. I, oh yeah. Well, he also quote yeah. tweeted it and shared it. So then other people started having fun with it which is the best. Like, that's a great thread. I'm going to leave it up. So if anyone wants to go check it out, there's, I want to say, what, 30, 40, maybe more photoshops. And some of them are like, they're killer. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Dan Housen, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw my plea in right here. Uh, I'm assuming you have uh, Tony Khan on speed dial. If you could just call him and get him to bring Dan Housen into AEW, just because, like, now with with the uncertainty of Ring of Honor's future and whatnot, like, I would like yeah. a weekly dose on my television. Like, yeah. I, I I have plenty of it on uh, Twitter and YouTube, but like, also just put it on net, put it on cable t- television. Right. I mean, I would never complain about that. One, he's my friend. Two, I'm highly entertained by him. And three, just via social media, he ended up getting an Ass Boys T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> on Shop AEW. Is, is Dan Housen getting royalties from that? That's I need. That's the real hard-hitting question. If you guys are real journalists, that's the question you need to ask. Is he getting royalties? <laughs> he absolutely should be. Yes. He should, yeah. It's, it's like, obviously, we, Matt and I, like, growing up during the Attitude Era where uh, wrestlers, like, so much, like, all their popularity is based on what was happening on the shows, the yeah. fact that there are these wrestlers, in, including yourself, who is you've been able to build such a fan base based on social media, based on creating your own video content, like it, it feels like such a different world for a wrestling fan right now. Well, it's just a different world in general. Like, I'm trying to find the right words to say. Like, some people's lives kind of suck right now, and mm-hmm. like they have, and they have for the last like about two years almost um everyone's obviously going through it in a different way or dealing with everything in a different way but having more distractions and ways of kind of entertaining yourself or getting that like i don't know jolt of laughter or some kind of like joy i mean i read comments on my vlog every single week like oh this perked up my day or i'm going through this and this distracted me for 30 minutes thank you so people providing content on social media on essentially a 24-hour basis is getting a lot of people through this. So that's, these are the wrestlers that are going to attract that fandom. Well, it it, cre- it creates an interesting bit of community. Too. Like I know, like I found your vlogs in a weird way. Like I follow uh, like the major wrestling figure pod guys. Yeah. And I started looking at their YouTubes and then I saw, I, I think it was Mark did a vlog where you guys did dueling vlogs and that led me to your channel. And then next thing I know, I'm watching you and your buddies eat so much Arby's. Yep. And I'm like, and that's, it's, it's, it feels like such simple content in a way where it's like, yeah. you're just filming something that you're doing for fun, but it like, it's so engaging. And if put like you, the viewer, it puts you there with these people, especially in time when like a lot of us aren't going places and we're not traveling places, getting to sort of travel the country with the wrestlers as they're going to these places is fun. Right. And I, I, I do my best. I mean, Dan Housen, it's a little hard. I do my best to gen, like, have a genuine interaction with everyone that I can and not have, like, 
like my vlogs have like bits in a way that as long as it entertains me, I'm going to share it. Like mm -hmm. Preston Vance 10 eating in slow motion. I'm la <laughs> I'm laughing while I'm editing it. Like I'm like keeled over like the one that comes out this week, easily the funniest one ever. I'm not doing any spoilers. You just got to check it out. But like, these are things I find entertaining other than the very select like little bits. It's just me with my buddies filming. Uh, and I'll even use my vlog as a way of like making new friends in the company, starting interactions with them, chatting with them, getting to know them. And why not film that and let other people get to know these people or on an even like, I don't know, different wavelength. I find certain people entertaining in a way that they're not presented on either television or even in their own social media. So I will bring out the parts of them that I enjoy and share with my fans and try and get them new fans and blah, blah, like, you know, vice versa. And mm. yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a interwoven, like very confusing, but somehow I've managed to find the right formula that works for me. Well, I'd say compared to a lot of other vlogs, I'm not trying to Disney, but I watch a lot of wrestling vlogs. You seem genuine yourself. It's more of like, this is my life travel vlog, which is, something refreshing more to me like i love dan i super love dan Housen. he's a wacky character i also like seeing real wrestler what does this guy do yeah me, me and actually dan Housen were texting about that today about how we have a lot of similar interests and like there's crossover in that but we're so different in a, in a sense of like him and i together are like abbott and costello mm -hmm. one of us is one of us is a straight man the other one is just like completely out there which one? You guys decide, but <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a video where Dan Housen plays a straight man. <laughs> and like you're the wacky sidekick. Yeah. I'm not against it. But uh, he was like my he was like number one draft pick for Fat Food Fest mm -hmm. because I feel like everyone else in a real life situation, and you add Dan Housen with his the way he just the way he looks and the way he talks and everything, it's too perfect not to watch the world interact with him and mm -hmm. that's honestly one of my favorite videos we've ever done and it has nothing to do with wrestling <laughs> him pulling out the gift cards and giving it to like the arby's guy and say charge it to dave arby's <laughs> is one of my favorite things that that employee is like a legend yeah like all, all of them actually for the, for them allowing us to do it and like yeah it was awesome uh, one of the things you did recently on the vlog was uh, you had a t-shirt contest with uh, Ruby, Ruby Soho. And mm. um, I guess my real question is, have you taken Ruby to Bucky's yet? Well, listen up, Russell Buddies. I won. Oh. I, I won by a landslide. Absolutely crushed her. I'm a genius. I knew if I sold her t-shirts on my page, there's no way I would lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the good news is we raised combined with the thousand dollars donated by Cody Rhodes, which is extremely generous. Uh, we ended up doing the donation instead of to my charity to hers because I crushed her so hard. Uh, we almost raised nine thousand dollars. Whoa. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Like the so if this comes out on the Thursday, my vlog would have dropped yesterday where we announced everything. Um, yeah just insane to me that my stupid little videos on youtube like i was i was like 16 years old making these dumb videos mm -hmm. on like movie maker on windows 2000 God, so what a horrible editor that was brutal so for me to like go from that to 
seeing the influence that it has to be able to actually raise almost 10 grand us which is like a million canadian like it's <laughs> it's crazy to me it's crazy to me like my dumb jokes did good for the world so it's awesome so maybe the jokes weren't that dumb after all maybe not maybe uh not. i want to touch a bit on toy hunting uh because this sure. is something this is something i like I'm going to say mid pandemic is something I started getting into. I started slowly buying things that like, Oh, this makes me smile. I will buy it. And that is how I've wound up with like a bunch of really dumb wrestling action figures and like an ashtray from the Disneyland hotel back when they allowed smoking and stuff like nonsense like that. Um, no, I'm, je- I'm jealous of that ashtray. It's very, it's very, very cool. And it feels wrong in a weird way. Like, yeah, that's why I want it. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there might, you might be, you might be able to find one on eBay. But uh, uh, so like, obviously you're back on the road. You guys are traveling from city to city. What like of the stores you visited, what is the best one you've found so far? Oh man, it's so hard because I don't know what other people collect. And it's very, now I don't want to say it's specific to that, mm-hmm. but there is like stores usually lean in one, one direction or the other. And there's one called Saga Toys in St. Louis that I love. I love it. It's massive. It's like a warehouse size. It's always stocked up to the gills. Uh, we just released a second vlog of going to it. I try not to repeat the stores, but if I'm ever in St. Louis, I'm going to vlog this shop. Just the way they treated us. Uh, how, Like I said, how amazing the store is. Alex Abrihantes bought a giant sword and had it shipped to his house. Like, th- these vlogs are getting out of control. But I would say that's one of the shops for sure. Um, I got to do a vlog in my hometown for a comic book shop that I've been going to for years. Like it was like a birthday thing for me. So I would go there every year with my wife and I'd grab something and grab some comics. I brought my daughter there. So I got to actually do a vlog there with two of my local buddies. So that's one of my favorites. Um, I have a store coming out either in a week or two. They come out every Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's called the toy depot. No, sorry. The toy drop. Cause we thought it was called the toy drip. So the toy drop in, in uh, Indianapolis. Unreal. Like just a, just a Google search. And we were like, Oh, this place looks cool. And then when we walked in, we were like, Oh, it's very cool. And the sign looks like crap. No one would want to stop there by like, you know what I mean? Like it's just a white sign with blue letters. Doesn't look cool. doesn't look appealing to the eye at all. And you walk in and it's like, masterfully done like everything you want is there it's organized beautifully they had the prices are amazing they're not overcharging and the staff are amazing that's a big thing too if the staff are like true collectors and they're supportive of like people coming in and buying toys it's awesome because they always want it to be stocked they always want to have options for what people are collecting they're always listening to people's suggestions like oh you know this is cool now so maybe you should order this and this and this there's a great shop check the vlog out when it comes out if you're in that area, check out that store. That's fantastic. Like I just moved to the uh, Tampa, Florida area. And my first thought was like, oh, I wonder uh, what there is in terms of toy store here. And I found a couple of places that had those very boring nonsense signs. And then I go inside and they're the tiniest stores imaginable. Yeah. And then I go and then I go online and I see vlogs like yours. So you're in these gigantic, like huge. It feels like you're in a Target, but it's just toys from the 90s. And yeah. I'm like, why why aren't those near me that's what i want well there's a lot of towns that we go to and there's just nothing Mm. and i like there's 
I'll get a message messages from fans every day, multiple. Oh, you should stop at this store. You should stop at this store. So I'm looking into these places either while I'm there, while I'm on my way there. And yeah, some of them are very small and I can only film so much. And I'm trying to get like 10 to 15, sometimes 20 minute long videos. I can't yeah. do it in like a, a closet size toy store. So I end up avoiding a couple of those, but we're always looking for like hidden gems. Like there's so many in Chicago that I've gone to that are like insane. Like there's one called the geek hut. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Like mind blowing. I people in Chicago, have never heard of it. They're like, Oh, I had no idea this was even a place. I live 20 minutes away. And now there are people. My favorite thing about these are when I get a message from the owner of the store a month later, thanking me for all the people that are coming into the shop. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Because that's why we started it was because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was like, no one's going into these stores because no one's one leaving their house. No one's allowed to travel. No one's got money. So I was like, well, this is the best way I can support is force myself and my friends to buy stuff while we're there <laughs> and then promote it for free. What's your, what's your, what's the Holy grail? Do you have any able to get your hands on yet? That I haven't been able to get my hands yes. on yet. Oh, I don't think there is anything. It's okay. So like, I'm in a very unique position. Mm -hmm. Fans, yes. fans spoil me in oh insane ways. Like I do like, I have a PO box where people will send stuff in. So even if I'm just like, Oh, that's cool. In passing in one of my vlogs, someone will send it to me and, and then I'll unbox it live either on a stream or in one of my vlogs and I'm, my, my reaction is genuine. I don't ask for anything and I'm getting sent things that are just like blowing my mind. So I've like cut back on my personal collection because I don't have any room anymore. Like usually I do my interviews in my basement. I can't do it down there right now because it's just in disarray. Um, so that's one thing. Also, I had a Holy Grail and it was the uh, combat belt Batman from the animated series carded. Mm -hmm. And Hornswoggle got it for me for Christmas like two or three years ago. Awesome. And that was my like must find, hard to find. I'm going to hunt this until I get it toy. And it was just delivered to my house. So he ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, well, but, well, I, I yeah. would like to say to all of Ethan's fans who are listening, since he just doesn't have room for toys anymore, send me a bunch of Ninja Turtles stuff. Cause like, I would like to have a bunch of Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah. Just don't send it to my PO box to give it to Chris because that's yeah, been yeah. happening to me a lot with all the wrestlers in AEW. Oh, I'm God. I'm, I know I'm trying to turn everyone into toy collectors, but it's turning into too much of a headache for me. <laughs> well, you just gave uh Stu Grayson a, uh, a beast Wars figure in the recent episode too. Yeah. And it like that brings so much joy to me that I got mm -hmm. to connect people to stuff that, they haven't either been able to find or they haven't had in years. I'm all for stuff like that. Just not every week, guys. I don't have that much room in, the, in my bags. I'm, I'm traveling internationally every week. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even think about the part where people are now inundating you with gifts for other people. I'm a mailman. <laughs> I mean, or you're Santa. Like, it's the holiday season. Maybe you're Santa. You're wrestling yeah. Santa to your coworkers. True. A couple more cheat day vlogs and maybe I will be Santa. <laughs> uh, all right. Just just to wrap up, I want to shift things back to AEW because obviously, as we discussed, you've had a really good year. Hell yeah. 
looking forward, what like do you do you have any immediate goals? Do are, is there gold in your future? Please. Yeah, I, w- I would. I, I would love gold in my future. I think um, I would love to be featured more. Uh, I'd love the microphone to touch my hand more. Mm. Um, even wrestle more. I more Ethan Page. I'll say that that's my goal. Just more Ethan Page. I feel like slowly I've integrated myself into the company to be like a regular occurring character on the TV show. And I'm very proud of that. Um, so now it's time to start climbing the ranks and proving my value. And uh, I'm in this for the long haul. So I, I'm just going to, I'm going to trust the process and climb to the top as gracefully as possible. Have you done any of the dark tapings at Universal Studios yet? I have. I have. And I would suggest any of my fans to go check out uh, myself versus Fuego del Sol that just happened. This comes out next week, two weeks ago okay. uh, on a dark taping. Yeah. <clears throat> excellent. Excellent. Like my big question out of this is in between these tapings, are you given access to the park? No, but, 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 but we did a dark taping. Mm-hmm. And then dropped a bunch of cash to go in at like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> get, get, get a whole like 45 minutes out of it? No, it was during the Halloween. Uh, oh, Halloween Horror thing. Nights. So, yeah, it was like me, uh, Alan Angels, Preston Vance, 10. And I want to say someone else was with us, too. And we all just crushed food and did all the haunt. Oh, John Silver, who was mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, we did a bunch of haunted houses. I vlogged the whole thing. So check that out on my YouTube channel. But that was like one of the best nights I've ever had. Worth every dollar to be there for three hours. I hate I hate scary stuff. Like, oh, really? See, Halloween oh. Horror Nights is my favorite time of year. I This was the first year in a long time that I didn't hit it on both coasts. Yeah, no, I hate it. Did, did you? Okay, well, then did you have a house that you actually enjoyed? I enjoyed them all. So, okay, okay, so I, but I, like, if you see how I am in my vlogs or even on television, listen, I understand I'm extra. <laughs> they're, 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 uh, I'm my, a little, I, I'm I hear that. I hear that there. from my partner quite a bit. I'm very yeah, extra. I, I understand. I'm, I'm very extra. So now just imagine my 6'2", 235 pound ass, just scared out of his mind. <laughs> like, I remember. At one, at, we're going through one house and John Silver's like, dude, your hands are disgusting and you're grabbing my shoulders way too tight. <laughs> I, I was like petrified. But we get through this, we're going through this pumpkin house and I'm like, oh, this one's not too bad. Scared. Okay. I'll go, oh, this one's not too bad. I get scared again. Then we come around the corner and for some reason we get stuck in this room. There's a giant pumpkin. So the people in front of us aren't moving. So we have to stay in this room. There's a giant pumpkin. And there's a guy like, I don't know, 15 feet uh, above us in the pumpkin, like dropping down and like trying to scare us. But they can only do so many like motions because we're supposed to be walking through. Mm -hmm. But now we're stuck in this room. John Silver looks up at the guy and starts flexing at him. So all four of us are now doing double bicep flexes to to this pumpkin guy who starts doing it back to us. And now I'm like dying laughing in the thing. And I'll have that memory for the rest of my life and i also almost got us kicked out of the park too oh wait what what did you do so we're walking through this one i don't know what it was there was like there's a bunch of chopped up bodies in this house 
Sure. And they're, they're obviously like all props. And we walk through this one room and there's like a naked body hanging upside down with like the butt cheeks showing. So I slapped the butt to, to make Tan laugh behind me, right? Also, I'm scared. So my way of like dealing with fear is comedy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm slapped the butt. I'm like making jokes about myself every single time we're going through. We come out of the thing and the guys, there's a security guard waiting for us. He goes, hey, you four, come here. Oh, like, God. oh crap. So we get a nice stern talking to, don't touch the props, uh, don't yell at the actors people would scare us and we'd turn around and we'd be giving them a finger like because we're pissed they got us so yeah we we, we got out a nice talking to we got in a little bit of trouble but the rest of the night we were good boys very very good i also i i do want to reiterate it was john silver that started showing off his biceps that got oh. everyone to of course every, it was every house any anytime someone would try and by the way he would never got scared so anytime someone would scare him, he would turn to them and then just double buy folks. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's so good. Perfect. Awesome. Well, uh, Ethan, thank you so much. This was this was great. Uh, we want no more problem. of you. We want more of you on uh, Dynamite, on Rampage, on Dark, on Elevate. Just just a four a real four quadrant star. Like put you yeah. on all four shows. Let's not even stop there. We're going to TBS. Give me a sitcom. I'll be there. Ooh, okay. That's see, I like where this is going. Yeah, you want to do those eating shows with random B-list celebrities? Count me in. I'll eat whatever you want to make, comedian guy. Like, <laughs> I'll do so any of these shows. Put me so on TV. I appreciate that your goal is to be the face of Warner Media, not the face of AEW. You just want to be no. all of it. Yeah, you know who my favorite wrestler is? The Rock. That's, listen, they, good point. I want to be an entertainer for the generation, not just professional wrestling fans. Like, everybody. I want to entertain everybody. I also want to bring in the general public to AEW because I Mm -hmm. feel like we're providing a show that is unlike anything, and it's the wrestling that I love. It's Mm -hmm. You you get lost in it. There's parts of the show where you forget that you're watching a show, and that's what I want people to tune into. Other people might not be offering that on their show. I feel like we are, and I want to bring back that excitement to people that aren't just wrestling fans. I'm tired of wrestling companies trying to pull from the same pool of audience. Those people are dwindling away. Yeah, I say we, I say we make new wrestling fans from people that are, get caught off guard by the fact that they actually enjoy the show. So I want people to watch AEW. I say we start pulling from the general public, put my ass on all these TV shows, and be like, oh, did you guys know that that really funny, handsome guy with the tightest tits I've ever seen is a professional wrestler? We should watch his wrestling show. Bam, there you go. I was waiting the entire interview for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I mean, there's just no better, there's, there's no better note to go out on. But yes, put, put, put Ethan on all of your shows. Yes, all of them. Give it, give him an HBO Max streaming series. Just go, go full bore. Oh, you want serious? I got serious too. Be a serious actor, no problem. Hey, we'll get make him see- a DC superhero or get super villain. Oh, yeah. oh, get you Warner in season two media. of Peacemaker. Come on, let's go, let's go, guys. Come on, what are you waiting for? Thank you, Ethan Page, for coming on talking to us. Make sure to check out his vlog. Um, learn about the saga between him and Ruby Rose over the better selling t-shirt 
and uh, make sure to check him out AEW Wrestling. Follow him on uh, on the Twitter. He's a fun guy to follow on the Twitter. We mentioned the Ass Boys T-shirt, which um, came from Danhausen, uh, and he said that we should um, find out if he's getting royalties or not. Uh, I am a journalist, and I um, hit up Danhausen while I was editing this. I I am not joking. This is very very real. This is as the wrestlers say for shoot. This is super real. I did hit up Danhausen and said like, hey. Um, do you have a, can I get a statement on whether or not you're getting royalties on this t-shirt? A very journalist thing to ask. Uh, Danhausen replied, uh, and I quote, Danhausen has not received a one nickel. So, uh, please make sure to give Danhausen all the human monies, uh, for the, um, ass boys t-shirt, which he originated. Uh, Danhausen deserves it. Um, yeah, give him some human teeth. Uh, a blimp. Uh, I don't know if Dave Honor ever gave him that blimp. Anyway, Ethan Page. <laughs> uh, let's let us do some questions from from the world of people on Twitter. I um, begged people for questions on Twitter about anything, and I literally begged. I said I need filler for the back end of the episode. So there are a few questions here. Uh, the first one comes from uh, Ryan Ballantyne. Uh, it says, if Bret Hart had let Shawn Michaels go over in Montreal, would that have hurt his enduring legacy, given how often the screwjob is still referenced? God, it's it's kind of it's kind of tough to say because that's such a, a major moment in both of their histories. But like if it didn't happen, would man, would they have used Bret Hart better in WCW? That's the real question. I mean, they didn't use him after the screw job, like the biggest thing in like WWF at the time. Uh, one of the craziest things ever. And then he goes to WCW and then they don't like ride on the back of that at all. It's nuts, right? Anyway, thanks, Ryan. Uh, Fancy boy, Bryant, Brandon. He says, uh, what 80s wrestler that never made it to the top of WWE, WCW, NWA, would have been an indie icon off the top of his head. Coco Beware, Tom Zank, every character Matt Borden played. Who a wrestling, a wrestling person from one of those. Play- I'm, um, I think repo man really could have been like an indie icon. Like if we're talking like kind of nowadays, uh, I think repo man is such a weird, weird character that I super duper love. Uh, he's just, um, a guy that repo he's not even a villain. We've talked about repo man so many times on here. Like he's not really truly a villain like IRS. He's not truly a villain. IRS is like, Hey, pay your taxes and don't cheat on your taxes. And the audience is just like, no, boo. And repo man's like, Hey, make sure you pay for things you buy or I'm going to have to repossess them. Like, don't be a scumbag. And the audience is like, boo, give me my car back that I didn't pay for. I love repo man. Uh, and yeah, I mean like, every character that Matt Borman, like would Doink the Clown be a huge indie like darling? I don't know. Probably if he was evil clown Doink. Yeah. Like funny down Doink the Clown, I think would be like a one trick pony that like, it's a, kind of a one note thing to me. Um, I think Papa Shango, I, I will always back everything Charles Wright does. Um, except for the Godfather as much. Uh, I mean, Godfather was the most over thing 
But I, I, I sincerely think that Papa Shango would have been really, really big. Um, kind of the fighting machine might have been pretty good, too. I, I mean, it's it's tough to tell. I mean, we have like UFC such a big thing has been such a big thing. Uh, would come of the fighting machine kind of have been over in the wake uh, or in the start of kind of when UFC was really blowing up? Like, um, you know, you like talk about like ultimate fight, like after the ultimate fighter finale between like Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin, like if come the fighting machine was a wrestler, then like, would that have been huge? I mean, we already had, we actually had Ken Shamrock and like, I think Dan Severn and I think tank Abbott was in WCW at the time too. None of those guys really got over. So never mind. Combo wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. I just got to talk about UFC for a second. Um, oh, he and he specifies in a later tweet that India icon if he wrestled in his prime in 2021. So I kind of stand by Repo Man. I stand by Papa Shango uh, and Evil Doink. Um, good old Kurt. Kurt asks, what are some of your favorite creator wrestlers you've made? Um, I lived with Kurt in Chicago. What is this, like 2004, 2005, maybe 2006? Um, I think about a year I lived with him. Uh, we spent a lot of time making creator wrestlers. Um, back then, some of my favorites. Um, my favorite one that I've made in almost every single game is called Hometown Hero. It is a guy in like Greco-Roman wrestling outfit with like the ear um ear muffs, the white plastic thingies that go over your ear. Um, but he is like 80 years old. Like he won his high school state championship in the forties or fifties, the decades have been changing considering that it's getting older. Uh, so he's just like a really old man, like trying to like relive his high school days all over again, which I've, I've made him. And I think in every single wrestling game, I really like that character. There's another guy I've, re- I've made that like, I've never played as him, but I always like him. His name's James uh, Earl Jones. His nickname is Earl. He's just like a big, like a fat cowboy guy. That's it. It's not James Earl Jones like Darth Vader, uh, Mufasa. It's just a cowboy. Uh, I, there was one for a while I made called The Big Communist, which was just like Ivan Drago with black hair. Then he had like the USSR logo on his uh, on his uh, pants, his tights. I'm trying to. There's a, there's so many that I constantly make and I constantly forget. Like the new. Some of like the newer ones that like Chris and I have been doing with um, our buddy Mario Rivera, who used to be a Dual Shockers. Uh, he's no longer a journalist. We we had a a faction called uh, Vape Nation, and we each like made a guy for him. Uh, not Mario. Sorry, it wasn't Mario. It was Michael <laughs> Michael Ruiz over at uh, Dual Shockers. Not Mario. Sorry, Mario. Uh, Michael made um, God. What was the guy's name? Johnny Balls. It was just like a dude with like a, t- a vape nation tattoo, like long green hair. Like he looked like kind of a hardcore guy from 1999. Uh, Chris's guy is Raj. who is like someone's dad that just happens to be wrestling. Who wears like a polo, has a mustache. Uh, my guy was called Woo Wee Blaze it. Uh, he's got like a Karen haircut. Very sickly looking, probably does meth. Um He's in his 40s, but dressing like he's 16. Like he really wants to like to hang out with the cool kids, but he's in his 40s. Uh, I there there. I swear I could do a whole episode of just this show describing the backstories of characters I've made. And I haven't described one backstory of, for any of these characters today, but uh, I love creating wrestlers. I love doing uh, funny, silly ones like I've made myself as an 80s wrestler every single year called Tiger Force Matt Elfring. 
I'm always in a pink singlet with like tiger stripes all over it uh, and very 80s hair. I you guys, I had hair in the 80s, had hair in the 90s, had hair most of the 2000s. Maybe no, all of the 2000s I have I had hair. Just those 2010s and 2020s, no hair elfering. Anyways, thanks Kurt for making me reminisce. Got a bunch of questions from uh good buddy Matt Espinelli. He used to work with me over and Chris over at GameSpot. Great dude. Uh, why do you think the rock sideburns are so pivotal to his attitude era success? I think it was more of the eyebrows than the sideburns personally. Uh, I'd like to say that the, uh, the eyebrows were the main course, but like the sideburns were a very, very nice wine pairing. I think that's the best way to describe it. Uh, next question. Why do the Hardy boys never actually have a crossover with the Hardy boy kid detectives? Do you think there's still time to amend this missed opportunity? I, I, I think that there needs to be a Hardy boys, Hardy boys, crossover and then they cross over with the boxcar children i think that's the only way to go with this uh next question does val venus have siblings with similarly <laughs> cosmic names um you know i could easily go to a uranus joke right here and i'm sure he's got a uh brother or sister uh like <laughs> ursula uranus Ugh, that's a bad name you're like uranus oh god no no no, he doesn't. Next question. Why did Goldust not lean more heavily into the California gold rush prospector aesthetic of his namesake? That is I've also made a I've made a California gold rush creator wrestler a few times. Uh, if for some reason you've been following my podcast career, uh, thank you to all one of you. I was on a show called Verse the Net. Uh, this is in 2006 where uh, weird characters would show up all the time. And one of them was a the ghost of an old timey prospector uh, who couldn't read. And that was a reoccurring character. Um, and that was uh, Claude Pickens, old timey prospector. It was actually, this is more like 2009, 2010. No, 2006 was, I was not doing that podcast. I was on a different podcast at that time, but it was, this is 2009 verse that you can't find the episodes. They're all gone, but Claude Pickens, old timey prospector. Anyway, gold, the gold rush thing is so funny that gold dust as a gold rush guy would be a great one night thing. Um, next question. Do you think Glacier will finally be featured featured in Mortal Kombat? If Mortal Kombat, what, what's the next one they're doing? 12, 13. I don't know where they're at. There's a rumored one where it's going to be. It's 12. It's 12. Uh, like the end of this new trilogy where it's going to be like every character from these games, from the new games in there. I think you should release Glacier. Like just throw in a gla or or give Sub Zero a glacier outfit. Come on, just give him that skin. One more from Espinelli. Is Stone Cold Steve Austin to blame for the youth wide trend of breaking beer bottles on garbage cans to emulate opening <laughs> the opening sound of his theme? And when I say youth wide, I mean just me and my brothers when we were kids. I think it's definitely to blame for you guys. I've never I've tried to smash glass bottles in my past. Um, I don't know if I've ever been successful. I am probably just a weakling. Also, I did it on a street, which means a car could have run that over and popped a tire. I'm a monster. Uh, but man, when you hear that glass like break, dude, like you get like super hyped. If you like grew up during the attitude era. Um, I know we do talk smack about a lot of the attitude era stuff. Cause a lot of it is bad, but like, man, that's stone cold. Like hearing that glass. Oof. Yeah, like I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Anyway, that is the show for this week. We uh, 
if everything goes as planned, there will be another episode tomorrow. So you're getting a Thursday and Friday episode. Friday is another interview. This time there will be no Chris at all, but it's pretty good. Um, I'm not going to tell you who we're talking to just I'm very excited for who we're talking to. Um, it, it's going to be dealing with Ring of Honor. Uh, as you know, Ring of Honor will be going on hiatus uh, next year until April. That's the plan. Um, originally, they said they uh, were going to re-envision, reimagine what Ring of Honor is. I really hope that happens. I hope this the doors are not closed forever. Uh, Ring of Honor is a very, very special promotion, and still there's still very much a place for it in the wrestling world right now. We need Ring of Honor, so I really hope... Um, that they come back and I wish the best for everybody involved in that company. A um, lot of talent there. Uh, we've talked to a lot of talent from Ring of Honor over the years too. Anyway, uh, we will see you guys next week. Um, hey, me, any final words? Nope. Okay. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.